Mary grinning. I'll bet you have. How's Paula doing? Dean becomes very quiet now, looking down at the floor in shame. Mary. Oh no, don't tell me you broke up again. Dean. It was mutual, Mom. She was going in one direction, I was going in the other. She even asked me to move back to Indiana. Mary. Oh my God, what did you say? Dean. What do you think I said? I had a business to run here, and you need me too. Mary is so touched by his love and dedication, she hugs him tight. Mary, thank you, son. I don't know what I'd do without you. Dean. It's okay, Mom. I'm happy here. Mary. Promise me one thing. Dean. Anything. Mary. Promise me you'll always be here for me. Dean. Hugging her back. Always. Interior, Mary's home, June 11, 1965, day. Dean has been discharged from the military and is pulling up to the house in a taxi. There's a big sign on the front door that reads, Welcome Home, Dean. And Mary is coming out the door wearing a big smile, followed by some of their friends and neighbors. Dean exits the taxi and walks up the front walk, his eyes filled with tears of joy. Dean. Hiya, Mom. Mary, hugging him. Oh, God, I'm so glad you're home. Interior, the kitchen, night. As Mary and Dean sit at the table talking, some of the other party guests are still milling about in the other room, talking and laughing. Mary reaches across the table and grasps his hand gently and smiles. The room doesn't look the same. It is dusty and cluttered, signs that without him there over the last year or so, it's been even harder for her to keep up with everything. Mary. It's so good to have you back home, son. Dean, it's good to be home, Mom. Mary, glancing around. I'm sorry the place is such a mess. Dean, oh, Mom, it looks fine, really. It looks lived in. Mary, you're a good son, but not a very good liar, but thanks just the same. Dean, so how's it going at the Coral Candy Company? Mary, rolling her eyes. Don't ask. Dean, is that a hint? Mary, oh, Dean, would you come back? Dean, I told you I'd always be there for you, Mom, didn't I? Interior, Coral Candy Company, 1966, Day. Dean is walking around checking on the production line when he notices a young man named David Brooks standing outside the break room, whispering to a couple of the male employees. It makes Dean suspicious, and he walks over to see what's going on. Upon seeing him, the two employees scatter, leaving David standing alone. David is small and thin and mousy-looking, but otherwise very cute. It is obvious he is most likely a social outcast. Dean. And you are? David. What's it to you, old school? Dean. I'm the boss around here. What are you doing around here? David. Just talking to my friends. Uh-huh. Well, if you don't work here, you're not entitled to any special privileges. David, is that so? Dean, yes, it is. Leans close and grinning. But if you want to earn some special privileges, there is a way you can do it. David, leery. Oh, yeah? Dean, whispering. Meet me in the back lot after the shift and we'll see what we can do. Exterior, a wide view of the parking lot, dusk. As the camera slowly booms down, we see Dean and David sitting in Dean's car in the front seat.
talking and passing a marijuana cigarette back and forth. Dean is passing the marijuana cigarette to David again, and as David puffs on it, Dean leans closer and whispers to him. Dean, so what do you think? David, grinning. That's some good smoke, man. Dean, no, I mean about your so-called special privileges. David, looking at the marijuana cigarette. I thought we already had. Dean leans even closer, placing his hand on David's thigh and rubbing it gently. David, hey man, I ain't no queer. Dean, that doesn't matter. We can still come to some sort of arrangement. Dean slides his hand up now, grasping David's groin and squeezing hard. David pushes his hands away and fires a vicious shot to Dean's nose and jumps out of the car and starts running. Dean begins screaming in pain and cursing. Dean, you little fucker, I'll kill you.